You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Father, we bless you. Come on. We bless you tonight. We glorify you. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that your word will come with precision. Thank you that your word will come with precision. Oh my God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for accuracy in the spirit. I thank you for divine expressions. I thank you, Lord God, that you anoint this clips of clay and let your mind flow through my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. We've been talking about... um, Wealthy mind, huh? Wealthy life. So now I want to share with you on what I call the unlimited mind. The unlimited mind. So you notice I didn't use the word mindset. It's the unlimited mind. Because once it is set, it's limited. Okay. Once it is set, it is limited. But we are not talking about a setting. We are talking about a realm. We are talking about dimensions of reasoning that that defy every limitation. There is a way to think. There is what God cannot do through you right now because of your thinking. Okay. There is what God cannot give to you because of your thinking. There are people God cannot bring into your life because of your thinking. There are opportunities God would withhold from you because of your thinking. Yeah. So there is so much that can happen if you work on your mind. And that is why Satan is working over time to ensure that he gets hold of your mind. If God is going to use you, I have news for you. There's a kind of mind you need to have. You notice that when he called Moses, remember the burning bush? When he called Moses, despite the fact that Moses was in God's presence, I mean, that's God the Father came down, right? God the Father came down and is talking to Moses. From the burning bush, he still struggled. He struggled to embrace God's mandate for his life. Let's turn there to the book of Exodus. When God, uh, I mean Moses was there looking after the 
the sheep of his father-in-law, Jethro, in chapter 3 of Genesis. Did I say Genesis? So you are awake. Exodus chapter 3. <laughs> All right, just checking. All right. Now let's read from verse um, from verse 4. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside, this is Moses. Moses had turned aside, and the Lord saw that he had turned. In other words, God was able to get his attention. Sometimes God doesn't speak because he can't get our attention. All right? You are just too busy, you know, all over the place. You can't even make time. You can't even turn towards him. <laughs> yeah. So when Moses, when God saw that Moses had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Now, the question is, is why did Moses hide his face? Because tradition has it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's, it, remember, belief determines behavior. Okay? There's a reason why he hid his face. When God introduces himself, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Immediately the guy hid his face. So that's to tell you about the limitation. That's the first manifestation of the limitation on his mind. Okay? He hid his face. And the Lord said, um, verse 7, The Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land. Huh? To, uh, to, bring them, to bring them up from the land to a good land, a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. And then the Lord goes on, he says, Now... Therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. You would have thought that Moses would start some assaulting. He says, wow, finally. The prayers. Remember that 40 years ago, he was the same one that wanted to deliver the Israelites. 
And he tried to do it prematurely. He thought because of his position and his military training, he could just kill the Egyptian. How many Egyptians will he be able to kill physically? To now deliver the entire nation of... You see, he was so limited in his thinking. And so sometimes God, the things that God wants you to do, you are just restricted by your thinking. And you, there is a way you have already figured out how to do it. Just like Moses had figured out how to deliver the Israelites. Killing the Egyptians one person at a time. <laughs> oh my. God have mercy. So, but now that the time is ripe, God comes to him. And he says, this is the time. That thing that you had in your heart to do 40 years ago, now is the time to do it. I have now come to equip you and to send you to go and do that thing that you've had in your heart for 40 years. Okay? So, God is speaking to Moses. But look at what Moses says in verse, verse 11. He says, but, God, uh, but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I? Imagine if the Lord now comes to you and says, okay, fine, I have seen the suffering of my people, right? I've seen, I've seen, for example, let's say the Lord says, I've seen the poverty in the nation. And I've called you to deliver the people. I'm sending you now to go and feed the whole nation. Where are you going to start from? How are you going to do it? Your mind will immediately tell you, who am I? <laughs> so, the first limitation we saw was when God appeared, he did not want to look. Alright? The next limitation we see is his identity. Who am I? So, it doesn't matter who you are, because if it is God... God makes you who you are supposed to be. Do you get my point? God has the capacity, the power, the ability, and he is even willing. That's why he came to you, Moses, to send you. Even if you did not have the ability, his word alone imparts to you the ability. So that's why we can change nations. That is why we can transform societies. That is why we can disciple the entire nation. It is possible. Why? Because of who is sending us. I know some people went without being sent. But if you are being sent, guess what? You are sent with all that you need. It's like an ambassador being, being sent by his government to another nation. Alright? Before the ambassador goes, he, would, he will meet with his president. He will meet with his president. He, the president will now hand him some papers. He will give him a letter to the president of the nation that he's being sent to. 
So when he gets to that nation, first thing he does is before he starts working, he has to meet with the president of the nation that he has been sent to. All right? And he goes and then he submits his letter from his president to that president. Are you getting me? Now, when he is sent from his nation, guess what? He is sent with all the powers that he needs. He is sent. It doesn't matter if he never went to school. The moment he's declared an ambassador, that means he has the power to represent his government. Even if his grammar is backwards and, you know, sideways, it, it doesn't matter. As long as he's carrying that letter and he goes there, even if they, they press, they interview him and they don't even understand what he's saying, he is the ambassador. He has been sent. Are you getting my point? He has been sent. So he cannot say, well, you know, I didn't go to Fletcher School of Diplomacy. Um, you know, I don't, have a, I don't have a master's. I don't have a PhD. I don't have this. No, 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 no. He has been sent. The criteria with which he was selected does not concern the president that is receiving him. Are you getting my point? It doesn't. So when God is, is choosing you, when God is sending you, he, he does not consult people. Yeah, he doesn't consult people before he chooses you. Because not many wise are called. Are you getting my point? Yeah, so God doesn't look for perfect people because if he wanted perfect people, he would not find any. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, so um, Moses was like, who am I? Who am I that you should send me to Pharaoh? And that I may bring my people. Huh? Where have I missed my place now? What verse? Um, 11. Yes, who am I? That I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, I will certainly be with you. Come on, is that not enough? God will be with you. God will be with you. So if God is with you, guess what? Do you realize that, for example, you are part of a team. Okay? You are part of a team. You have been tasked to do something, right? You're part of a team. And that team requires certain kind of skills. Right? But you know, there's somebody on your team who's got more than the skills required for the task. Are you going to stress? No, you won't stress. Why? Because, you know, this is part of the team. Yeah, so even though you don't have that, you don't have those qualities, but that person that is part of your team brings confidence to you. Am I correct? Yeah, it, br it brings confidence to you. You just know, oh, wow. <laughs> Rosani is on my team. So I, I just know. I, you know, imagine you are going on outreach. 
and he's on your team. The evangelist himself is on your team. You're not, you're not going to stress, right? You just say, ah, just bring the questions. Just whatever, throw it. Why? Because the difficult things, you just pass to him. He's part of your team. So God is telling Moses, I am part of your team. But his limited mind cannot grasp that. Cannot grasp that. And that's what happens to us a lot of times. God is asking you to do something and you're like, oh God, but you know, I can't. It's a lie. You can. Hallelujah. Just hit your chest. Say, I can, I can. Hallelujah. So, he's, he's, he's not able to do it. God says, I'll certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of the land of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then verse 13, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Okay. Good question. Huh? And God said, he said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. <laughs> I like this. I am who I am. Just, just go tell them, I am who I am. So I am. He, did, he didn't say I was. He doesn't say I will be. He says I am who I am. It's limitless. Somebody say Limitless. Yeah, so I am whatever your situation requires me to be. You see? So he says to him, go tell them, I am that I am has sent you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and of Jacob, appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the land, uh, out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, the Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice, and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now, please, let us go three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. Huh? He will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. <laughs> God knows already. He has already seen the heart of Pharaoh. 
This is, I've seen, I'm sure. The state of his heart won't agree. But that's immaterial. Okay, my purpose must be done. So when God wants to do something through you, or in your life, or when God is sending you, know that he has already seen the heart of the enemy. So the heart of the enemy is not a determining factor to God's commission. Are you getting my point? Yeah, it's, not a, it's immaterial. So the, your, your opposition doesn't matter if it's God sending you. The, the restrictions, the enemies, <laughs> doesn't matter if the whole of hell is against you. It is immaterial to God. If God is sending you, and He says, I'm with you. You've heard it said, one with God is majority. One with God is majority. If the enemy were that powerful, he would have stopped Jesus from rising from the dead. <laughs> but you notice he couldn't. <laughs> so he is limited. All right? The enemy is limited. Your God is limitless. Your God is limitless. So it doesn't matter what you are faced with, that thing is limited. It is limited. It, you can put this anywhere. I'm telling you, it will, it, it's a reality. It's, it's, it's a fact. This is the truth I'm telling you. God doesn't really, he doesn't really care about what the mountains are before you. He just, okay, go. Imagine he took them out and he led them through the wilderness. Didn't he know it's a wilderness? So the fact that it's a wilderness was immaterial to God. The main thing is that God was taking them to the land of promise. So you need an unlimited mind. To walk with God. Otherwise, God will bypass you and pick other people. And you don't want that. If you are his first choice, don't, don't allow him to go to choice number two. Amen? Yeah. Don't. Moses had issues. You know? Look at what he says in chapter 4 verse 1. Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Huh? If that's no more. If you say God said, there are people who will say God did not say. It's, it's a fact. If God is calling you, there are people who say you are not called. <laughs> yeah. There are people who say you are not called. You don't look like someone that is called. <laughs> yeah. You don't look like one. You don't sound like one. You don't talk like one. There are people that will say that. But it's immaterial. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember what I said. God does not consult anyone. 
He doesn't seek counsel before he does work uh, anything through you or in your life. Who is his counselor? Tell me. Who advised God to choose you? <laughs> Nobody. So, if anybody says no, that's their opinion. Just bless them for their opinion and you stick to God's opinion. Isn't that wonderful? It's liberating. Just to know that everyone can reject you. But it still doesn't matter. Did it matter that the whole religious world during the time of Jesus rejected him? Did it matter? No. It didn't matter. God still achieved what he wanted. Hallelujah. So that's the kind of God you serve. And God went a long way, you know, given told Moses, look, uh, drop your... Uh, Drop your rod. And then it became a snake. You say, this is the sign. The reason for that is not because Moses, it's because of Moses' mind. That's why God used that. Because Moses had developed confidence in his rod. You know, as a shepherd. Use the shepherd, the, the rod all the time. Every day he's using the rod. So God now used that. It's not because God needed the rod. Are you getting my point? God didn't need the rod. It's Moses that needed it. God, as far as God was concerned, his word is enough. His word is enough. But Moses, oh, what if they don't believe me? What if... I can't even talk. Okay, how are you communicating with God? If you cannot speak, how are you talking with Him? I, you are in the process of talking and you say you cannot talk. Say so it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So when you sit in that boardroom, there's a kind of mindset you need to be aware of. When you go for that interview, you need to be aware of your mind. Are you getting me? When you have to sit before that panel, think about your mind. What mind do you want to carry into that? What mind do you want to carry into that panel? What, man, what kind of mind do you want to take into that meeting? What kind of mind do you want to use to go and make that presentation? What kind of mind are you going to use to go and pray for that person? Are you getting my point? What kind of mind are you going to use to go and, 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 and minister to that person? What kind of mind are you going to use to present Christ? It's important. It's important. God is sending, go and deliver this person. Demons are harassing this person. What kind of mind are you going to use to go there? Because the enemy is looking. And sometimes he will even intimidate you. He will intimidate you. I remember the first time I casted out a demon. Oh my goodness. 
the drama was hectic. Because by the time a friend of mine, by the time we got into that house, where invited, it was the son of one of our, uh, our lecturers, you know? Our chemistry lecturer. So we, we went into that house, my goodness, from the door, before we even arrived, the boy was scattering everything. You know? So imagine, you just walk now and you see this manifestation and you are You've been called to come and help. To sort it out. And that's what you see. Yeah. So your mind matters. <laughs> Fortunately for me, I had prepared. And fasted that morning. The Holy Spirit had led me to fast. Without knowing. So I had some confidence. God is with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, come out. Hmm? And my friend was, okay. Hey, la brada It took a while, but the demon came out. Hallelujah. It came out. The boy was free. It was such a relief to the family. So you are going to you are going to work for God, and you 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 carry the same limitation of your mind, huh? You are going to limit what God can do, and then it will seem as if God is powerless. Meanwhile, it is you that has neutralized the power of God. That's our problem. And we think we're smart when we limit God. You know, we need to analyze things and you know, there's what is called analysis of paralysis. Or is it paralysis of analysis? Either way, it, it means the same thing. <laughs> so you analyze and analyze until you become so weak in your faith. You can't do anything. Oh, what if it doesn't work? No, no, no. Stop asking what if it doesn't work. What if it works? Yeah. What if Pharaoh lets us go? Yeah. Think like that. Because God sent you. God never sent anyone to fail. Do you know that? Nobody was sent to fail. In fact, the fact that you are here is because you succeeded. Huh? You were able to beat billions of spermatozoa to get conceived. Is that not a champion? Huh? So many competi competitors, so much competition, and you won. You were conceived a winner. Come on, hit your chest. Say, I was conceived a winner. That's it. Yeah. So, if you beat uh, hundreds of millions, then now you saw 10 people and you're panicking. 
Don't you think God will be surprised? How can such a winner be thinking like this? It's because you've been conditioned by your circumstances. You've been conditioned by your experiences. You've been conditioned by people. You've been conditioned by society. You have allowed this world to squeeze you into its mold. And a mold is limited. A mold is limited. And somebody said, oh well, you know, as a woman you can't do this. And you believed it. What a shame. Do you know that you beat a lot of males to, 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 to be conceived? <laughs> oh, you didn't know? You did. So, no big, you're a woman, it's no big deal. Hallelujah. Why don't you turn to someone and say, it's no big deal. You don't even sound convinced. Don't say it. Since you don't, since you are not convinced, don't say it. If 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 you are convinced, say it's no big deal. Yeah, it's real. So our minds, we need we need we need to operate at that level. God was trying to help Moses. He even came down to Moses' level. Okay, use the stick. Since you are so confident in this stick. Okay, your hand, at least, you can't run away. In case you lose your stick, put your hand in your bosom. Bring it out. And it becomes leprous. He can't run away from his hand. He could run away from the stick. And God says, put your hand back. He puts it back and then brings it out. It's back to normal. God gave him two signs. Do you, you notice that he never even used the second sign? It wasn't necessary. But God was just helping his mind. God was helping his mind. So God is helping your mind tonight. We defy every limitation. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to become so fruitful that people will just begin to wonder. How can you be so fruitful? Hallelujah. We'll multiply in such a way that people will be saying, how did this happen? Amen. We'll reach the loss in such a way. I remember a dream I had, you know, a while ago. And in this dream, somebody was talking to me and says, how did you people do it? Actually, that was a, that was a conversation. And I said, oh, no, it wasn't much, you know. Every day, we reach out every day. You know? We have tribes that go out on a daily basis every day of the year. We are reaching out. That's how we did it. Glory to God. Amen. So every day you are meant to rescue somebody. Hallelujah. Every day you are alive. Don't, don't allow anything to limit you. The problem with many of us is that we allow our environment, we allow our circumstances, we allow our conditions to, to shape our minds. So, if your if, 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 even if you find yourself in a pit like Joseph, right? 
don't only dream about the pit. Hallelujah. God knew why he gave him a dream before he entered the pit. Are you getting my point? Yeah. God gave him a dream before he entered the pit. So the pit did not affect the dream he had before he entered the pit. So I don't know about you. I'm dreaming of every household in Midran. I'm dreaming from Midran to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Just like this today. Amen. Amen. Just a little extra effort. That's all. A little extra giving. That's all. Hallelujah. Just a little sacrifice. That's all. It goes a long way. Amen. Come on, tell someone a little more. A little more. A little more sacrifice. A little more effort. With the right mind, will go very far. Yeah. Okay, people don't respond to me. Don't let that define your mindset. Amen? So, Moses was an example of someone that God had to help. Really, to, to come out of that level. And you see, by, by the end of his life, my goodness, Moses was, he was something else. You see, God did a great job, right? God did a great job on Moses. And that's how he's going to work on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So when he started, Moses was struggling. His identity, his inabilities, his weaknesses... Though they were always before him. Stop focusing on your weaknesses. Alright? Focus on your team member. Who is unlimited. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So you're part of the team. And you see, you have an expert on your team. And you are, you are saying, oh, but I can't do this. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That's why you're a team. So, I don't know about you, God is, I'm on God's team. And that's why you see, even the Great Commission, when, the, when, when Jesus gave the disciples the Great Commission in Matthew 28, he says, Lo, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I've taught you. And then he says, Lo, I am with you. Till the end, I am with you. So the, the point is this, he's with you. So it, it, it defies all the limitations. Defies all the limitations. It defies your inabilities. It defies your lack of skill. Because your team member is an expert. But of course, if you go alone without him, then you are at the mercy of your abilities. 
You see, those of you that are doing business, you, you, you think it's just your smartness. That's all. You better bring him, make him, make him a shareholder in your business. Are you getting me? Put, let, him, let him be there and see what will happen. But if it's just about you, God help you. Your abilities, I'm sure you are so good, you are so smart, so you still go far. <laughs> but not if he is right there. And when you're having your board meeting with him. Oh my goodness. Imagine having a board meeting with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Trying to strategize, and you invite them into that meeting. How is it going to go? Woo. I know it sounds strange. Some people. Glory to God. So, the unlimited mind, it's a mind that defies every limitation, it's a mind that defies. It even defies logic. Because logic has a limit. Okay? Uh, logic is great. I thank God because we can think logically. But then you get to a point that logic doesn't make sense. Because how does logic explain a rod being turned into a snake? Give me the logical explanation. Uh, scientists, how, what, how do you explain that? What's the scientific explanation of a of a rod turning into a snake? You see, you can't explain it. So not everything can be explained in human terms. So are you ready to walk with God to the point where you can defy logic? Are you ready for God to do things that you can't even explain to people? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Unless you allow God to, you know, to work freely with you, you'll be limited. You'll be limited. Now, let's look at what Jesus said. Okay, before what Jesus said, look at what Paul said in Philippians, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. You know that scripture we like to quote, right? What does it say? Four thirteen. Okay. Not four nineteen. Four thirteen. What does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Apart from all, what is remaining? Yeah. So, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, one of your ways out of your limitation is to do it through Christ. Do it through Christ. If you can do it through Christ, then the limitation is immaterial. Because your limitation 
will now be dealt with by Christ's ability. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, when you are faced with a situation, ask yourself, can Jesus do this? Can Jesus sort this out? If Jesus can, then I have confidence. He's part of my team. Or we are teammates. <laughs> I'm part of his team. Ha! Team Jesus. Come on. Yeah. Hashtag Team Jesus. Yes. So, Jesus is part of your team. So, because of that, it doesn't matter. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? If it is to raise the dead, come on. That's not the time to start freaking out. Oh, my God. How long has he been dead for? Um, what's the cause of the death again? <laughs> um, uh, are you sure he's dead? <laughs> So when you see, when you read your Bible and see the way Jesus did it, Jesus never asked, he didn't, he didn't go into history. You know, tell me what is the cause of this death? What, before raising <laughs> Jairus' daughter, huh? he, he just, listen, he just says to Jairus, because they, they said to Jairus, listen, forget, forget about, just don't disturb the master, she's already dead. Jesus turns to him. Don't be afraid. Only believe. You see, the mind of Christ is different. And you have the mind of Christ. So the mind of Christ, when he's faced with impossibilities, is different. You see? So when you are faced with a situation, ask yourself, okay, what would Jesus... It's, it's not just a wristband that you put. What will Jesus do? Because sometimes people put that thing, but their limitation of Jesus still affects them. Because you can say, what will Jesus do? If you don't know what Jesus will do, how can you do the right thing? How, how, how can you do the right thing? Because you are wearing a band? That's not, that's not what will renew your mind. It's the word of God. Come on. It's the Word of God that will renew your mind. It's the Word of God that will help to elevate your thinking from that level of limitations, from that restriction that your, 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 your condition has cultured you. You have been cultured to think in a particular way. You have been cultured to, to limit yourself to certain things. Never forget, years ago, um, we're going to Cameroon and uh, my, we're part of a church and my mom, you know, she was, a, yeah, she loved God and all of that. And when we're going, the, the, the pastor of the church called her and gave her a prophetic word. He says, as you go, don't say I'm a woman. Do whatever God asks you to do. So, in that de denomination, women are not allowed to preach. You know, like some of you, 
You have problems with women preachers. May God deliver you from that mind. Yeah, it's, it's a limitation. Because some, the word that will deliver you, God will intentionally package it into a woman. And send it through a woman. And you'll just, you, you just, you just be stuck. You'll be stuck in that place. I'm telling you, that's how God works. So the man told her, don't, don't say I'm a woman. Remember that time, you know, laid hands on her, prayed for her. It's an apostle who's been planting churches, you know, hundreds of churches. So when Cameroon, after some time, started a, started a, a, a home group, you know, we invited people, come, we just pray, pray, you know, and she would share the word, share the word. And then they'll have time, fast, pray, share the word, fast, pray, share the word. And before I knew it, the groups are growing. Started growing. Our house couldn't contain them. And we had a big house. <laughs> Hallelujah. It couldn't contain them. They sit in a lounge and we had like, you know, two, two lounges. People coming. And she, she would phone this man and tell him, this is what is happening. He said, my daughter, continue. God is with you. Sometimes that thing will creep back. But I'm a woman. Then she remembers that prophetic word. And she continued. Do you know that up till today, that church is standing in Yaoundé, in Cameroon? Solid church. With its own building, good, you know, stable church. And in that denomination, that's the most stable church that they have in the entire country. Planted by a woman. Planted by a woman. You see, when you, when you have an unlimited mind, there's no telling what God can do through you. And I remember those things. Like yesterday. Though I was so, so young. You know, probably about 12 or 13. But I remember it. Clearly. Because she was always fasting. And I'm like, this woman, what? Why does she fast like this? She's always fasting, praying for people. Praying for people. This person will come, I have this problem. Okay. We'll pray and fast about it. <laughs> so that was her recipe. Why? Because she once she saw that this is beyond me. I need a higher power. Glory to God. I need to contact the rest of the team. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then from a house, move to the rented place. I still remember. I see the picture. Rented place. And from there, you know, God now began to give her visions and dreams about property. Place to buy. Bring, bought that place. It's still there. Come on, touch someone. Say, God can do through you. Beyond your imagination. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. God wants to defy your imagination. So if you can do all things through Christ, that means you can lead the entire city to Christ 
Because you are doing it not by your ability, not by your eloquence, but by the ability of Christ. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Then Jesus, I remember, Jesus made a statement in Matthew 17. When, when the rich young ruler came to him, um, and uh, after Jesus told him what to do to enter the kingdom of God, that he may inherit eternal life, the guy turned and went back so sad. And Jesus turns to the disciples and says, it is hard for a rich man to get into heaven. Then the disciples said to him, who then will be saved? And that's to tell you, the disciples weren't that poor, right? Because they're considering themselves. You know, my enterprise is still running. Although I'm following Jesus, but my fishing empire is on. So, who then will be saved? And in verse, uh, I think, 26, Jesus says there, he says, with man it is impossible. But with God. Come on, say, but with God. But with God. All things are possible. Yeah. With God, all things are possible. So your limitation right now, it's not a divine limitation. It's a human limitation. Come on. Yeah. It's a human limitation. It's an earthly limitation, but it's not a divine limitation. So Jesus says, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. There are two ways you can look at that statement. Number one, God can do all things. All right? With God as a person, all things are possible. All right? So the Father can destroy everything. The Bible says He holds all things by the word of His power. Imagine all. The entire universe is held together. He made them. They all came out of Him. Heaven came out of Him. The earth came out of Him. You and I came out of Him. Alright? The mountains, the, the seas, everything came out of Him. Right? So think about that kind of God. What on earth? Can he not do? So with God, all things are possible. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. But now, that's a good way. That Putting it like that is fine. Many people don't have a problem with that. Yeah, many theologians have no problem with that. He's a sovereign God. He's a powerful God. He's omnipotent. All things are possible. He's, he's omniscient. He's, he's omnipresent. All things are possible with him. But the other way to look at it is this. Walking with God. All things are still possible. Hallelujah. So imagine God and you on the same team. What's impossible for this team? Huh? You know, there are some teams... You, when you, if, if, if you watch, um, if you watch uh, soccer, or you know, depending on what sport you watch, now <laughs> there are some teams that, when you are told you are going to play against this team, you notice that <laughs> those people need extra psychology. <laughs> you get my point? Yeah, they need extra psychology because 
It's like, oh my God, those guys are champions. Imagine uh, uh, Bafana Bafana. <laughs> Come on, guys. With God, all things are possible. Stop, stop. <laughs> all things are possible. What are you saying? What's wrong? <laughs> hmm? All things are possible. Bafana Bafana has to play with, the, say, Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Don't undermine God's ability. I'm telling you. Yeah. If God is part of that team, <laughs> all things are possible. They can whip Brazil and humble Brazil. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know miracles are real. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we just begin to bless the Lord? Come on. Thank you, Father. I want you to commit your mind. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I just bring my mind. I want to walk with you. Yes. I can do all things through Christ. You need to meditate on such scriptures. Yes. With God, all things are possible. Meditate on those things. Those are the kind of things you need to occupy yourself with. Don't occupy yourself with your weaknesses. Don't occupy your mind with your inabilities. Don't occupy your mind with your, your gender limitation. Yes. With God, all things are possible. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless you, Father. We give you praise. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. I want you to come against every limitation around your mind. I don't care what experiences, what experience has taught you. I don't care what situations you've gone through or what people have said or what you are not even capable of. It doesn't matter what you are not capable of. It's about what Christ is able to do. It's about what God is able to do. Ask the Lord to help you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. Yes. You can be fruitful. You can grow. You can grow that small group. You can lead. Yes, you can grow. You can grow in power. You can grow. You can grow. You can grow. 
You can become wealthy. You can become wealthy. I'm telling you. You can be a major blessing. You can be a major blessing. You can walk in power. You can walk in the supernatural. Mighty God. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, some of you really need an upgrade. All-round upgrade. And I believe that's why God is sending this word to you. Amen. Because God wants to do mind-blowing things through your life. Don't allow your past to stop you from entering your future. Don't allow the opinions of men to keep you behind, to restrict you. Don't allow even your failures To hinder you from success. Hallelujah. Don't even allow your mistakes. To define you. I want you to begin to declare right now. Begin to speak. Even those areas where you have failed. Begin to speak and say in the name of Jesus. I have victory over you. I have victory over you. Come on. Begin to speak. Begin to declare. Yes. Yes. Every area, every failure that Satan will bring to restrict you, to hinder you, to stop you. Break that thing over your mind. Break its power over your mind. Mighty God. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. He's not waiting for you to be perfect before he uses you. He will perfect you as he works with you. As you walk with him. As you walk with him, he will perfect you. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now put your hand over your mind. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I break every limitation. Every limitation that has been placed over my mind by my past, I command to be shattered. In the name of Jesus, every restriction that has been placed around my mind by my mistakes, I free myself in the name of Jesus. Every restriction that has been placed around my mind by the enemy, I command 
to be shattered in the name of Jesus. Every limitation, every stronghold, every war that has been placed around my mind by my ancestry, by my background, I command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Right now, I enter into the realm of limitlessness in the name of Jesus. I defy every limitation. I defy every barrier. I defy every weakness. I defy every imperfection. In the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because I'm with God, all things are possible. All things are possible in the name of Jesus. I break the power of impossibility in the name of Jesus. Lord my God, let the mind of Christ manifest in my mind in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.